Today, my dad's coming to the farm for an evening jam session. And we'll be cooking some yay family favorites. <laughs> They're so good. Chicken pot stickers, scallion pancakes with maple carrot slaw, and green beans with my magic sesame sauce. And for dessert, my sprinkles cake. Hey, this is me, Molly A. I'm a cookbook author and food blogger. This is my husband, Nick. And this is our home, our farm on the North Dakota-Minnesota border. The place where I eat, sleep, and breathe food. My food is a delicious mix of my Chinese and Jewish heritage and the taste of the Midwest. My dad is coming for a visit today. I am so excited. We share a love of food and music. He plays clarinet in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and we also share a birthday. So I am making my homemade sprinkle cake, which is a dense, moist vanilla cake dotted with colorful sprinkles. It is a slice of childhood. The first thing I'm gonna do is grab my whole milk and my extracts and sprinkles the most important part. I'm gonna grab some all-purpose flour. I like to fluff up my flour before measuring it out so I don't run the risk of adding too much flour because too much flour could create a dry cake and a dry cake is one of my biggest fears in life. I'll add some cornstarch now, which is going to lighten up the crumb. And salt, it's always important to salt your sweets to even out that flavor. And some baking powder. I'll give this a whisk just to combine these and then I'm gonna set it aside. Okay, now in my mixer bowl, I'll add one cup of softened unsalted butter, a cup and a half of sugar, and even though I have the butter in here, I'm also gonna add some flavorless oil. And this is because I'm only using egg whites in this cake. Different ingredients that are slightly brown or yellow could darken the color of the cake and make it less bright. So. Because I'm taking the yolks out of my eggs, that's gonna take away some of the richness. And so by adding oil, we're putting some of that richness back into the cake. I'm gonna turn my mixer on to medium and let it go for about three to four minutes until it's light and fluffy. While this is going, I'll separate out my eggs. I'm using four egg whites here. Okay, it's looking great. It's light and fluffy. With my mixer on, I'm gonna add my egg whites one at a time. And the reason that we add our egg whites one at a time is to make sure that they combine evenly with the butter and sugar and oil. Next, I'm gonna add my extracts. So I'm using clear imitation vanilla, and then I like adding just a tiny bit of almond extract because it enhances that vanilla flavor. I'll retrieve my dry ingredients and then measure out three quarters of a cup of milk. And with the mixer running on low, I'm gonna add the dry and the milk in three alternating batches, mixing just until they're combined. This is a beautiful, bright, white, fluffy batter. I love making this cake because it brings me back to my childhood birthday parties when a sprinkle cake was the ultimate birthday cake to have. I don't wanna overmix this because that could create a chewy, dense crumb. So I actually like stopping my mixer before everything is 100% mixed in. There are some little flour bits hanging out around the sides and around the mixer, but as I fold in my sprinkles, those will get incorporated. Okay, let's talk about sprinkles. What I found was that the best sprinkles for a sprinkle cake are the classic kind that you would find in the ice cream sundae aisle. These bright little cylinders, they stay beautiful in the oven. I'll sprinkle these in evenly over the batter. 
And then in as few folds as possible, I'll get these sprinkles evenly dispersed throughout the batter. I don't want to overmix the cake because that could create a chewy crumb. I also don't want these sprinkles to bleed that much in the batter. So just a few folds and then we're good to go. I'll distribute this batter evenly into the pans. Doesn't have to be totally exact. These layers are pretty thin, but that's how I like it because then the cake to frosting ratio leans more on the frosting. That's a good thing. Doesn't need to be perfectly smooth on top because it will even out in the oven. And I will stick these into bake for about 25 minutes at 350 until a toothpick inserted into the center comes out clean. I love to see the sprinkles that are still at the top of the layer, even after they're baked. Let me test. Perfect. I'll leave these to cool in the pans for about 10 minutes and then transfer them to a rack to cool completely. And then I can get on to my favorite part, decorating. I spread a thick layer of vanilla buttercream frosting over my cake. I made my own with a whole lot of butter, powdered sugar, vanilla and almond extracts, and some whole milk. But store-bought's okay too. I like to make sure it goes just over the edges. I place my second cake on top, and then I layer again with frosting. I add the third and final layer of cake on top. Give it a good pat down. I love the way the buttercream squishes off the edges. Then make sure all of the outside is covered too. I like to pop the cake in the fridge just for 10 minutes or so for the first layer of frosting to firm up. It's much easier to apply the second layer that way. I don't like any of the cake to show. It's the perfectionist in me. I'm getting there. This is the scariest part, leveling off the top. And then I decorate with lots of colorful dots. I'm gonna do random polka dots everywhere. The hardest part is knowing when to stop. And the final touch, my sprinkles. When I was a little girl, my dad helped cultivate my love for music and Chinese culture. I'm so glad we're gonna be able to celebrate both of those today. Tonight, we are having pot stickers with extra doughy wrappers. My favorite. Should we get started? Yes. I have four cups of flour here, and I'm gonna add salt to this and some boiling water. Boiling water in the dough here inhibits some of the gluten in the flour. It'll make a tender texture and a dough that's not overly chewy. I hear the chickens, they're cackling outside. Your grand chickens. <laughs> this is the same dough that I'm gonna be using to make scallion pancakes later on too. So we're making a double batch here and we're gonna divide it in half. Can we put more water in it? Well, now we had cold water and this will bring everything together into a dough. Should we knead it? Let's just yeah. mess with our hands. Okay. Scrape it all out. And now we'll knead this for about seven or 10 minutes okay. until it's nice and smooth. Looks good. Yeah, just like grandma? Just like grandma used to make. You know, when you were really little, she came over and she made these. And she caused somewhat of a ruckus because she wouldn't allow anybody else in the kitchen. It was like, you guys, stay away. I'm gonna make jobs. <laughs> and it was like, okay, okay. Okay, but this is good. Good. Why don't you just dampen that towel? Okay. This is gonna set aside to rest and I'm gonna cover it with that damp towel so it doesn't dry out. Letting it rest will make it easier to work with. While the dough rests, we're gonna make the filling. It's just some ground chicken, scallions, ginger, soy sauce, sugar, rice vinegar, and chicken broth mixed in a bowl. I know that grandma makes pork filling, but we're yeah. gonna make a chicken filling. That's fine. And it's basically the same texture and 
Yeah, but one thing I really love about our family's pot sugar recipe is that it's heavy on the fresh ginger. I'm peeling this fresh ginger with a spoon. I could never peel easy. ginger. How do you like peel it? With a knife. And, oh, and yeah, I usually see, waste about half of it, which yeah, is... Yes, you, you don't waste it yeah. when you peel it with a spoon. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm just getting the peel off, and then I'm going to grate it. I'm going to take away half of okay. these. The green bits are good to go in the sauce. That just makes it really oh, pretty. Okay. And then the other half, you can toss in there. I'm going to add a quarter teaspoon of salt in here. Some fresh black pepper. And I like some sweetness. So I like adding a couple teaspoons of sugar. I have my dad to thank for my love of music and eating. <laughs> my dad mostly plays orchestra music. He's in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. I knew Molly loved percussion when she started to bang on the pots and pans in the kitchen. We both went to Juilliard, and funny enough, that's where I also met my husband, Nick, whose mom also plays music. I've divided my dough in half, and I'm keeping aside half of the dough for my scallion pancakes. And with this half of the dough, I'll divide it into 24 pieces and roll them into balls. I'm rolling out these balls of dough until they're about three to four inches in diameter. That'll give them a proper thickness. I take a spoonful of the chicken mixture and plop it into the dough. All right, this is the important part. Okay, I crimp them. Crimp it into a half moon shape. I'll stick these in the refrigerator until it's almost time to head to Nick's parents' house. Then I'll cook them the way Grandma Ye used to do it. Do you want to take the cake across to Roger and Roxanne? Oh, sure. Okay, and then I'll meet you over with the dumplings. Awesome. Be careful. Don't eat it on the way. While my dad's bringing the cake across the street, I'm making my magic sesame sauce to go on some green beans. It's sweet, it's salty, it's nutty. I put it on vegetables, on noodles, on salads, and it's really, really easy to make. Let me just grab a bowl. And the measurements for this recipe are really easy to remember. It goes one, two, two, three, three. One tablespoon of sesame oil. Two tablespoons of honey. Now I'll add two cloves of garlic three tablespoons of soy sauce, and three tablespoons of tahini. And this will help thicken the sauce and make it creamy and delicious. And I'll whisk to combine. It'll thicken slightly as I whisk it, and that's basically the tahini absorbing the moisture from the soy sauce. Okay, I'll set this aside while I cook up my green beans, which have been boiled for a few minutes to cook them in the middle. And now I'll finish them off by sauteing them in some oil. Wow, those are some loud sounds. And I'm just cooking these for a few minutes until they're tender and get some nice color on them. Some of them might get some brown bits on the bottom and that's a good thing. These are looking great. They're bright, they're crisp. I'll turn the heat off and transfer them to another burner to stop them from cooking and then I'm gonna to toss the sauce directly into the pan. This sauce is liquid gold, so I wanna make sure to scrape it all out of my bowl. I'll give these a toss just to get my green beans evenly coated, and now I'll get these onto my serving plate. Oops, flying beans. Okay, and I like these with an extra bit of spiciness, so I'm gonna drizzle these with sriracha. It also adds a beautiful color on top. And some more sesame seeds, and these are ready to go. Easy. Hmm. It's pancake time. 
So I am starting on my scallion pancakes to go with my maple carrot slaw. This is truly one of my favorite bites in the universe. The salty, crispy, chewy pancake and the sweet, crunchy slaw is what dreams are made of. This is a dish that I used to make for my house concerts when I lived in Brooklyn. I would have all my musician friends over and they would play some of their new music and I'd feed them scallion pancakes. Those nights were a little wild. We're not gonna get that wild tonight, but we're gonna have a little bit of the same energy. It'll be great. I've got my scallions finely chopped here and I'll grab my dough. This is the same dough that I used for my pot sticker wrappers. I'll divide this up into four slightly larger pancakes but if you want to make smaller ones, you can just divide it up into more pieces. Roll these into balls. I could eat scallion pancakes any time of day. They're a perfect late night food because they're a little bit fried and salty, but you could throw an egg onto this whole situation and call it brunch. And now I'll roll this out into a thin, flat circle. And now I'll brush this with a thin layer of sesame oil. And the flavor of sesame oil is gonna get layered throughout this dough and make this thing so good. And now I'll sprinkle on some scallions. I'm gonna add some fresh black pepper and some crushed red pepper. The peppers are just to taste. At the bare minimum, you need that sesame oil and the scallions. And if you wanna add other seasonings, you can go wild. I'll roll this up and I'm rolling it pretty tightly to lock in those scallions. And now I'm gonna make a swirl, like a snail. And I'm gonna set this aside while I roll out the rest of my dough. Before I roll these out, I'm gonna get my oil into my pan so that it's hot and ready by the time these are ready to fry. I'm rolling this out gently. Inevitably, one of the scallions does poke through. It's fine, rustic. It's gonna taste the same. Okay ready to go directly into my pan. And I'll check this in a few minutes, but I'm really just cooking these on both sides until they're golden brown and crispy. When these pancakes are done cooking, I'm gonna transfer them to a wire rack that's set over a rimmed baking sheet to catch any excess oil. You can also transfer them to a plate with a paper towel, but I like using a wire rack because it keeps them crispy. I'm practicing for tonight. Make sure I get some good sounds. Tap, 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 tap. Okay, and now I'll transfer them to my cutting board and I like cutting these into quarters. And I'll grab my carrot slaw, which is just shredded carrots and ginger, soy sauce, rice vinegar, and maple syrup. Mm -mm -mm. Every flavor is in the right place. Unbelievable. I'm almost ready for tonight. I'm just cooking up the rest of my pot stickers. I like to use a two-step process to cook these. The first step is to boil them and get them cooked through on the inside, and the second step is to crisp up the bottom in a pan. I'm gonna add six of my pot stickers to my boiling water. Four minutes. I'm coating the bottom of my pan with a good layer of oil. I've boiled these dumplings already and I've transferred them to a kitchen towel to soak up any excess moisture so that they don't spit when they hit the hot oil. I'm cooking these until they're golden and crispy on the bottom. Okay, I think these are finished boiling now. I can smell that ginger. I'm gonna transfer them to my towel here. I'll check on the pan. I'm looking for a golden brown bottom. By now, the other pot stickers will be dry and ready to fry. Some of these really are sticking to the pot. It is so hard to smell these when I'm hungry. Okay, all done. And I like serving these with a simple dipping sauce, 
soy sauce, vinegar, sesame oil, and crushed red pepper. These will have cooled just enough by the time I've gotten them across the road. I'm just gonna sneak a bite. Mm. My dad is gonna love these. Cheers. Oh, wow, look at Hello. the food. Oh, oh my goodness. Ooh. Hot Snickers, Hot scallion Snickers. pancakes, oh, and wow. green beans with sesame sauce. Oh, yeah, this looks so looks good. Delicious. Oh, it smells so good, too. Mm. We made the pot stickers we together. Made the pot How fun for you. Brought back memories. This is amazing. Thank you. So good. This is the fanciest pancake that I've ever eaten. How about a little music before the cake? <laughs> Wonderful. That was awesome. You guys should go on the road. Okay, bring on the cake. Mm. Oh my gosh. Outstanding. Excellent. <laughs> we can eat this whole cake and then play it twice the speed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs>